0: So viewers, on Friday, March 11th, during the first quarter correction, that took the cash S&P 500 market down minus 13% from its closing high to cash closing low, if you were perfect. Our investment team had foreshadowed back in early November, 2021. We put out our Friday podcast titled, Things That Lead, Early Optimism, Signs of Bottoms, Lows, and Pivots. Then the next Monday, the S&P 500 closed the day at around 41.70, and the bears came out of the woodwork declaring the end of the world and the S&P 500 forming the death cross technical pattern. We did a podcast a few days later on that topic, debunking the myth with real data, sets, and facts. And since March 14th, the Monday closing low of the S&P 500 at 4170, the overall index proceeded to rally almost 11% in less than three weeks, ending the volatile first quarter on a high note. Short-term volatility measures, like the Spot VIX, collapsed along the way from close to 35 to under 20. Here it is, two curves. Volatility a month ago, when things were uncertain and everyone was scared, was up and down to the right. Current volatility, things have calmed down a little bit. A normal volatility curve, up and to the right. I digress for a moment to tell you that it's funny that I got only one call from a client and prospect the last four weeks asking about why the markets were rocketing higher in a volatile fashion. You see, viewers, we have a selective bias in the markets, like we do in most things human. Most of us tend to complain about high volatility when the markets drop, but we are seemingly okay and dismissive of volatility so long as the screen is green. Viewers, they are both markets of volatility. Volatility is a measurement of change, not direction. We just like that the direction of positive volatility changes our portfolio green. I imagine the question now is what's next for the second quarter? Have we gotten through the turbulent first quarter as we said it would months ago? Are we off to the races you might ask? Unfortunately, my answer there is that it's highly unlikely. The so-called crystal ball says that overall there should be another two quarters of sloppy-choppy market stock action. There will likely be more indecision and emotion in the markets over the next six months due to a myriad of excuses. Here's an early list I can think of. One, the Federal Reserve interest rate policy. Two, ongoing economic slowing due to Russia and Ukraine. Three, higher mortgage rates, zapping some consumer demand along with sentiment. Four, higher commodity costs, pinching demand and margins. With all these worries, things should remain sloppy and choppy and rotational. If pressed, I would say the market's second quarter looks like a lurching grind outcome. Higher. How much higher? Viewers, normally we would have us approaching or even hitting new all time highs over the next three months into late June. Call that about 4% up lurching grind over three months. Viewers, that is actually the normal path of the markets this cycle since 2009. However, Should that play out, I would expect much or almost all of the second quarter's gain to be erased in the third quarter of the year before equity investors should set their sights on a fourth quarter through first half 2023 economic reopening, consumer-led rally as inflation would be peaking and other countries through the world would be moving on from the COVID. Cycle-wise, this would take the overall markets to materially new all-time highs in the first half of 2023. However, until later in the year this should remain a sloppy, choppy, rotational, lurch and grind mess for the upcoming months. Given that the volatile first quarter is now behind us, a number of clients have asked, Chris, if you saw this turbulence coming, why weren't you doing more or trading more? My response has remained the same as it has for the last four years since I came over here at Oak Harvest. While I have 30 years of experience doing this for other people, my friends and business associates were not running a hedge fund here at Oak Harvest. Being a math guy, one must look at the numbers. Trying to market time anything other than a major recession or multi-year bull market is largely an act of arrogance, ignorance, and futility. Why? Because you must be right twice on both price and time. Over the years and decades, our economy has expanded and grown. Over time, stocks have proven a fantastic compounding mechanism for investors, rewarding patient investors non-guaranteed returns above bonds. Markets have rewarded patient investors who have been willing to let the overall indices or selective companies compound their money largely tax-free sans dividends. Think of the math behind actually adding value to clients portfolios and positioning and repositioning for a minus 10 to minus 15% normal correction which I remind investors has occurred virtually every year. I will use the S&P 500 Index as my example since everyone I know knows what that is. I'm going to ignore taxes, which you can for retirement accounts, but we all know you can't in other taxable accounts. To truly add value, mathematically speaking, you would have had to say move at least 30 to 50% of your portfolio out of the market or into a safe direction at the exact top and re-enter. At the exact low. So let's take the recent minus 13% correction as a simple example. Say you're an axe on the show Billions, and you're perfect, and you liquidate 50% of your stocks at the close on January 3rd in advance of the selling, and put it into cash, and then you buy all of that back at the close on March 14th. So your portfolio would have been down minus six and a half percent still, and had you blinked, or had you hesitated. Or had you been off by a few days selling too early or buying back after the lows, that savings would have been greatly diminished. How much so? So much that had you waited just a few days or a few weeks because you were scared about the Russian war or yield curve flattening or things that I didn't look at or feel good in March. What would have your outcomes been? Viewers, by March 29th, your 100% S&P 500 allocation was down about minus 3.5% from its all-time closing high. While your now 50-50 equity and cash portfolio is down, almost twice that, at minus 6.5%. You were right on the sell, but you were off by a few days buying it back in, and now you're wondering, what do I do with that 50% cash? Viewers, I walk you through this exercise only to educate you once again, that almost always market timing in whatever form it's called, whether it's called tactically asset allocating something else fancy almost never works or adds economic value to what is supposed to be a long term asset allocation that is determined one on one with you and your advisor. Yes, short term it might make you emotionally feel better, and I admit something can be said for that. However, longer term, it almost never adds economic value to your portfolio in a way that moves the needle. I will repeat this until my career is over. Ready viewers, The time to make or change your long-term asset allocation profile, which could change both your expected investment performance returns as well as your emotional well-being, is when the markets are up and stable and an atmosphere is calm and unemotional. This is when most of us are at best in decision making, thinking clearly. This is when we tend to make decisions based on facts and probabilities. Under stress, strains, and volatility, most of us make decisions based more on feelings and emotions. This is normal human behavior in life and in the markets. Viewers, we continue to expect more volatility in the upcoming months, in the second and third quarters, around which we are likely to make moves around the edges when we find value in single stocks or sectors. Should our market outlook and views change, should we determine that we are experiencing more than a normal corrective period in both price and time in a bull market, we will let you know and we'll make larger adjustments that we believe can move the needle. Until then, we'll be moving more slowly and looking for companies that look to have a high and stable or improving accelerating cash investment returns for the second half of 2022 and the first half of 2023, when we believe it will be a resumption of the ongoing bull market. At Oak Harvest, we think our clients are best served by us helping them plan for their future needs and risks instead of focusing on the past our crystal ball is far from perfect, which is why our advisors and retirement planning teams plan for your retirement needs first and your greed second. Give us a call here to speak to one of our advisors and let us help you craft a financial plan to meet your retirement goals. Give us a call here at 877-896-0040. We're here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris, and from the whole team here at Oak Harvest, have a great weekend.